As a people, we are constantly evolving, and part of what influences how we evolve are the conversations we have with ourselves and other people. Welcome to Evolution Space Chats, where we take a moment to tell our stories, to see ourselves in each other, and to grow in dealing with our daily challenges. Hello, welcome to Evolution Space Chats with myself, Divinity Khoji. Thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode. And today we are talking postpartum depression. Now, while pregnancy is a beautiful experience for most women and most women look forward to getting pregnant, giving birth to their babies and bonding. You know, most of us have an almost like fantasy image of what the journey is going to be like. Um, it doesn't always go like that. And we it's something that we cannot always really foresee. And that's why I think it's such an important conversation to have so that anybody else who is actually going through it or has been through it, um, or even if you haven't, it's just something to be really aware of. And if there are any ways to better equip ourselves for the things that we are going to face. And then I always think that it's always the best approach. And today in studio, I've got with me Ukenelwe Mioli. Hi, Ukenelwe. Hi. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. And you? I'm well, thank you. So let's get into the conversation and maybe just start off telling us a bit about yourself. Uh, Who is Ukenelwe? Um, Kenilwe is firstly a wife, <laughs> <laughs> and I have two boys now. Mm. Um, I am a mom content creator, YouTuber, and an entrepreneur as well. An entrepreneur, yeah. As well. And I'm originally from Bloom, currently mm. residing in Pretoria with my family. Okay, in a nutshell. <laughs> That's Kenilwe. <laughs> and so you've mentioned that you're a mother of two boys now. Yes, I gave birth about six weeks ago to my second born. Oh, six weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. cute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's a cute. It's a he, right? Yes, it's, it's a, a cute he. little bundle still. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And you've had an experience with postpartum depression. Okay. Um, was it with both your children or just one of them? Mm-hmm. So far, it's just one of them. Okay. Um, the first one, the mm-hmm. second one, everything is still going fine. Yeah. So, so I far. think just to give a little bit of context, also for somebody who's listening, and perhaps hasn't gone through postpartum, but has had or heard the dep- the the um, the term before. So um, postpartum refers to the period after birth. Yes. And. So it's. I've heard that it's quite normal for new moms to feel some baby blues, mm-hmm, yeah. and they either feel sad and they down, and it usually would last maybe for like a couple of days, maybe yeah. two to three days, but if it lasts longer than that, it goes on for weeks, yeah. and then that it's a, there's a chance that one is going through postpartum depression. Yeah. And what was the journey and the experience like for you? Um. For me, initially, I was okay, or I thought I was okay, um, but I was sad most of the time. And this is after you had that given birth. It was after birth. I gave birth. So, but before giving birth, you you were fine. You enjoyed yes, your pregnancy. I and enjoyed my pregnancy. 
I was healthy. <laughs> I was working <laughs> out. <laughs> um, yeah, I think my pregnancy, I really enjoyed a lot. Mm. That's why I didn't mind falling pregnant again. Because okay. it was like, I, 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 I have this. Yeah. I've got this. And then I gave birth. And a few days, the day we were getting discharged, my son um, had... What is this thing called again? Jaundice. Okay. <laughs> he had jaundice and we had an option. We were given an option of um, getting hospitalized mm. or having treatment from home. Um, so we chose, we thought getting treatment from home was better. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the postpartum started because it was quite tough getting, putting the baby under lights 24 hours at mm, home mm. because he had to be on a nappy um, under the blue lights he had to have glasses on mm. all the time otherwise it might have caused blindness okay. so I think that's where it started because I literally had to watch him 24 hours mm. the only time I was allowed to remove him was for feeds and nappy changes which were supposed to be every three hours mm. but because he was so fussy crying all the time he was pulling off the glasses i'm thinking oh my word he might be <laughs> he might turn blind mm. so i think that caused me a lot of stress um and you know the husbands only get what five is it five ten days um paternity leave yeah so he wasn't with me and i didn't have anyone helping me my grandmother was around but She's really not into small babies, but I only realized that later. But she helped with everything else but the baby. But the baby. But the baby. <laughs> so I really, really struggled with the baby by myself. Um, so I think that's where it started. I remember the one day I just sat and I started crying. Mm. And she came from the other room. She's like, what's wrong? And I couldn't talk. And then she just quickly took the baby for the first time from me. And I'm mm. thinking, why hasn't she been helping all along? Mm. So... And that was my journey. My husband, like, I was agitated. I, I didn't want to talk to anyone. And also another thing was I was always in the bedroom with the baby. So I think also there was a bit And I think, I mean, me. even for um, with babies that are born healthy, mm. nothing wrong, it's always an anxiety and a stress for new moms because it you're is. like, you're still figuring out how to take care of this new little child. Like you're saying, there's these feeding times yes. that are so close it's, to each other. Yeah. It's, it, it's almost like a whole mission on its own. It but now the baby's unwell and there's just additional yes. pressure and stress. Yes. yes. Um, so the breastfeeding also was a bit stressful because. Like he was not latching properly. Um, now he has to um, supplement with formula. So it was just everything happening at once. Mm. So it was quite stressful for me. And I thought I had everything under control until I went to see my gynae and for my six weeks appointment. And mm. he said, Are you okay? And I said, I am. And he said, No baby blues. And I started crying again. <laughs> I'm even <laughs> getting to me now thinking about it. And he was like, No, Canelo, don't you want to see um, a psychologist that can refer you? And I was like, No, I'm okay. And he said, I'm really, really worried about you. Do you have help? And I think at the time my grandmother was gone. Mm. So I was alone with baby. And he said, No, you really need to get extra hands. Mm. Um, you need some sleep. When last did you sleep? And I remember I hadn't slept in a very long time mm. um, because my husband is thinking, I'm going to work. Um, well, he's going to work. <laughs> yeah. I have time to look after baby, but I'm actually not getting any rest. Mm. Yes. So, but I also have suffered from depression before. So okay. I think it's very easy for me to 
Mm. It was very easy for me to get postpartum depression. So you had, uh, was this now earlier on in your life? It, it was. Been? It was. It was. And how did that diagnosis come um, about? And that one, I was very suicidal <laughs> when I was younger. Mm. So, yeah. So I used to, I tried many ways to. And who then Who then suggested that you get um, help? Or my teacher, because I cut my wrists and he saw the cuts. Mm. And he pulled me aside, what's wrong? And I told him, I think before then, people didn't know. Or at home they knew, but... Um, I don't know, black families, my African families, they just felt like, ah, no, we have um, policy, a funeral policy for you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's what my grandmother said. <laughs> like, uh, if you, if you go to the extreme yes, and you actually succeed, yes, you've got, you've got yes, your policy that's sorted. That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, sure. I think maybe she didn't know how to deal with the yes. situation. They're not really informed on these things. So she just said, no, you can do whatever you want to do. We have funeral policies. And I thought to myself, this lady doesn't care about me. Because <laughs> <laughs> they found the letter. Um, but I was fine for the longest time until until baby happened. But did you... Do you recall what caused you to be suicidal? Um, it was... Um, low self-esteem mm. um i felt like my mom because my mom is very strict i felt like she doesn't love me and mm. so it was those two things i was bullied a lot mm. at school because of how i like my neck mm. um, yeah and yeah so that was i think that was the main cause okay so then your teacher saw and they and your yes, teacher suggested that yes. you go for therapy uh, yeah, I didn't at the time. I only went for therapy when I was in varsity. Okay. Yeah. And I think you ever only in varsity, my grandmother's like, okay, maybe this is serious. <laughs> Let me try and understand what's going on here. <laughs> yes. And did you ever go on any medication or um, anything, or was it just therapy that you I did? I did go on medication or antidepressants when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, in varsity, it was just um, exercises for stress. So, okay. yeah, high school, varsity, no, no antidepressant, but mm. high school, definitely. And then post, go. post varsity, going into your like adult part of your life, did you continue with the meds or did you? No, it was only for a short period, period of time. Yes. Okay, so you were then. That's why you saying you were fine for the I long was time, the longest time until it came back until, again. Yes. Okay, and then your gynae suggested that you go for therapy and that you get additional help. And how did yes. that look like, that conversation with your husband and your family maybe? Um, I When my gynae, uh, when he suggested, I thought I'm okay. I thought I don't need therapy. I'll just get extra hands. So I did get someone to come in like a few times a week to help me so that I can rest and she can help with baby. Mm. Um, so that was a game changer for me. Okay. Because <laughs> I was able to sleep for a few hours <laughs> during the day. Sleep is important. Hey? We take yes, it for granted. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I, I, got, I definitely got extra hands and that helped me a lot. Mm. Yeah. And how, did, how was the conversation with your husband and... How did he support you through? Um, did I don't he understand think, though. No, the, that's where I was going. I don't think he he really got it until my son was around two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he got. I, I don't think he got it until he was around two because he kept 
he said okay you can get extra hands but he didn't really understand mm. why i need extra hands and why it was important for my mental health to get extra hands mm. um i think only now he would say um you know i didn't get it at the time i thought mm. you were okay um i didn't know that you were in the room the whole day with the baby i didn't know that you were not sleeping during the day i thought baby was sleeping mm. and i was like no i was communicating maybe you just not listening mm. or you didn't get how serious it was um i think maybe he might have seen maybe my video where i speaking about it but to him he doesn't really understand when i'm saying like i'm i'm, I'm feeling down or i'm i'm depressed he only gets it like later and when was your baby born which one the first one <laughs> the, he was born in october 2019 okay and you started speaking about it publicly because your video is in 2021 yeah Yes. I yeah. It's a, also at the time I didn't have um my channel. Um but I was at the time I was speaking it speaking about it to people that are close like my mom after my grandmother left my mom came mm. and my mom could tell that I'm not okay. Mm. And mothers tell. Mothers yes. <laughs> she did and I remember she sent me and my husband down um when i was when my maternity leave was about to end when baby was about 3 months or so she said my child's not going to make it like she needs help because mm. at the time he thought we don't need help um we can take the baby to crash or we can have someone that comes in and leaves mm. at the end of the day but my mom was like you need someone that's going to sleep in because she's tired when you, when you come back from work mm. you want to do your own things mm. and she's struggling so i really think that it would be better for you guys to have a live in helper so that even at night when baby's giving her problems the helper can help yeah so yeah my mom was the first person that suggested he i don't know if i agreed because my mom suggested it <laughs> probably i don't think he got it at the time yeah um, so Yeah, that's another thing when we got another a, like a live-in helper because the one that I had initially just came in 3 days a week mm. to help with baby and laundry and ironing and everything else and then when I went back to work we got someone that could live in and help after hours as well. Okay. Yes. So my mom was you know, a big part of yes. the change. <laughs> She was. She was. And so you're saying that you were about to go back to work. Yes. Um that that's the time your mom had this conversation with you and yes. happy. And were you feeling ready to go to work? No. Were you feeling ready to face the world <laughs> and additional things and additional no. responsibilities? Definitely not. I was I was very overwhelmed. Um also I didn't know now I'm leaving baby with this person and I have to go back to work immediately like can I trust her with the baby? Um yeah, it was a lot. How I did you <laughs> How did you, how did you handle that? How did you deal with it? Um so we got someone that was recommended by family. Um and we got a few things like cameras <laughs> inside the house and also I had to extend my leave I think for like an extra 2 weeks just so I can train her mm. and be comfortable to leave her with the child. And once I was back at the office, she would video call me. I would video call her, just check okay. up on them. Is everything still fine? Um, yeah, I think that's how I got rid of the anxiety of leaving mm. baby with someone else. 
yes. someone inside our house, especially your own private yes, space. That, yes, yeah. yes, because we we also don't live in like a gated uh, complex on estate, so there's no security they can check her when she goes. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to get some. With your yes, whole house. <laughs> yes. So we got. I had to take time off, extra time off, to make sure I can actually trust her with baby, and she knows what she's doing, mm. and baby's used to her as well. Mm. Yes. And then, so you have the help, but now you're going also going back to work. Um, how did you find ways to? Because have you only got it like two like two years later, you know? After yeah, sorry, so, how did you better take care of yourself? Because I believe that yes, it's important that we take care of ourselves during what we're going through, but that it can't be an isolated um, kind of an action. We need to create a a lifestyle a, that is well. That that is a space for us to live and you know, yes. kind of um, not manage but sort of deal with our the everyday challenges that we go through yes. because there's also triggers that will come mm. every now and again and as much as you're taking the extra leave and the extra time off to make sure that you feel a little bit better about the situation at home and leaving baby with the helper, but I'm sure every now and again it would be like. You know, yes. would, that little scare would, would come. Yeah. So what did you do or how did you better take care of yourself from mm-hmm. then? Um, I tried to not only be a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, after my mom arrived, I think mm-hmm. maybe when baby was about two months, she was like, go out, go get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. So I started going out, going to gym, um, after my six weeks, yeah, some of the appointment, I started working out, um, cause I had a C-section, I had to wait mm. for the six weeks. I started doing solo dates, um, during the day when my mom is there with the nanny. Um, so I think just doing things that I used to love doing before I had baby, that's how I started like feeling like my old self again. Mm. So I started prioritizing my time, um, sometimes even if I am with baby at home, I would just lock myself in the room and have like an extra hour to myself mm. without having to worry about the baby. If the baby's crying, there's someone else. Someone else will pick up the baby. In the past, like, I would be the first one to jump. To jump. <laughs> to jump and be like, this is my child. Mm. Um, so I used to be like, okay with someone else assisting me because I think I had a problem with other people um, assisting me. I still do, but I'm I'm trying to trust. I'm I'm learning to trust other people with baby as well. Yeah, so mm. trust has become a big yes part of your healing journey. Yes, definitely. Mm. And so, when when do you think you completely got over the postpartum depression? Do you, is there a time that you could say pinpoint and say, at this point, I knew. Um. I think so, but baby was way older. Really? He was in the toddler stages. <laughs> it was in the toddler stages. Because even if you do have help, um, it's your child at the end of the day. So you're the first person to jump, like I said. Mm. Um, at night, I can't always wake up someone else and say, help me with baby. Um, so it was... It was a lot for me, unexpectedly. I, like, I really wasn't expecting mm. um, to struggle like I did. It took over a year 
over a year for me to be okay. That's why when my husband was like, baby number two, I was like, definitely not. Definitely not. I don't mind being pregnant. It's just what happened afterwards. Yes. And um, that was traumatic for me. So definitely after baby was one. Um, and then you will have those triggers, like you said, like even after that age. And then you have to remind yourself, um, you know, rest, mm. um, ask your husband to help you because at some point we stop having help again. Mm. Um, so it's just the two of us. You just have to remind yourself, like, no, it's really important to just ask him. And sometimes it's not that people don't want to help you, you're just not asking. Mm. Um, that's what happened with me. Like, I wouldn't ask anyone for help, and I'd be the only one crying and struggling with mm. baby when I have other people that can assist me with the child. Mm. Yeah. I think sometimes we feel that we want to portray also the image of we've got this. Yes. We can handle it. (laughs) (laughs) I gave birth to this child so I can handle this child and I can do everything on my own. Yes. So have you brought brought up second baby the first time and you were like, Nope, not too keen. No, no. We we had spoken about it before before I even gave birth, like we're gonna have this age gap. Uh huh. Um, he he was ready immediately <laughs> after the first one was born, and I was like, "There's no way." And he's and then I asked for a year. I said, "Can we wait for a year and then we'll have this conversation again?" Mm. And then when the year came, I was like, "No, uh, we're not doing <laughs> we're not doing this." Um, but he agreed also. Um, our son was a handful. And he, he, he agreed. He's like, no, maybe not now. And I think we had a conversation again when he was about a year and a half, close to two. Mm. That's when we had the conversation again. And I was like, yeah, may- maybe. Mm. Yes. And did you feel like there's anything that you needed to do to kind of arm yourself up and get ready uh, in case again? The same um, thing happens. I think it was more mentally than anything. Yeah. Um, my son was. I was getting used to being a mom. We had like a routine. Mm. Um, he was talking and walking again, and things were sort of in order at home. So I wanted to feel like this guy. By the time he's he's three, then maybe mm. we can introduce someone else. I just felt like mentally I can take it as well, mm. and like fall pregnant in the state that I was before the age what one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was that that I felt like he's a bit grown and I could also take it again. Mm. Yes. Okay. And um what would you say comes up to mind when we talk about the concept of holding up space? Um how can mothers hold up space for themselves better um how can our families hold up space for for you know newborn mothers better what what comes to mind when we talk about the concept of holding up space particularly referring um or having in mind new mothers and what they go through yes um i think we need to as mothers we need to prioritize ourselves (laughs) Ourselves. I love you have like a little laugh at the end of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, I don't know how we're going to do that, yes. but we must do it. <laughs> yes, we need to. Um, I think we give so much of ourselves that we tend to neglect. Um, yeah, we tend to neglect ourselves and focus on everyone else but us. Um, and I think 
with families, we need to learn how to communicate mm-hmm. um, with them as well. Um, we need to be more vocal about our needs and what we know, what we want, because at the end of the day, raising kids is not just about the mothers; it's a whole community, mm-hmm. <laughs> if possible. You know, um, I think I didn't have that initially. Um, had I had that, it would have made a difference. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you had said that you had tried to, you felt that you tried to communicate with your husband. Yes. And in hindsight, what do you think you could have done better? Or how better could you have communicated? Um, I think it was not supposed to be a one-way conversation. Because mm. I felt like most of the time I was talking and he he was not really responding and also my timing was not the best because mm. I would only talk when I'm frustrated and I'm crying. I think maybe him seeing how I was acting, he just, you know, he wasn't listening. So I think mm. if I was calmer, when like a different setup, let's mm. go for like a coffee date and then I tell <laughs> him. But now if I'm crying and I'm threatening to commit suicide and things like that, then he doesn't really like listen I think had I taken a different approach um, because that's how he is anyway Mm. like you need to sit him down if you want something to be done around the house you need to strategize and be like no we need (laughs) I think I should have done the same thing with baby it's just my timing was not the best in my approach Mm. so I think I would change those two things um, I think he would have listened better because when I did do it, I was calm. It's like, you remember that time? And then you told me, no, I wasn't away. Like, mm. you know, I thought you were okay. I really thought you could be. Even till this day, he says, I thought you were okay. Mm. Um, yes. So I think those two things. Yeah. So you think the si- the signs could kind of be subtle and hidden? It needs someone who's actually going to pay attention yes. for them to notice. Because yes. your mom noticed, and I suppose because she, she knows you, she knows and me. you know, she was able to see that you maybe acting a bit out of character. Yes. And but for somebody else, like your husband, he was like, and like you say, to this day, he's just like, <laughs> you, I thought you were. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> because sometimes when you tell somebody something, they're like, oh, now I remember, yes. and it makes sense. But yes. for him, he's still thinks and thought that you were fine. Yes. So it's important then that, um, I think for the people that are around us um, to to just take extra notice. Yes, pay more attention. Pay more yeah. attention, yeah. yeah maybe ask, like, are you okay? Like, are you really okay? Because I think that's when people gave me, when they start asking, like, my guy, like, he mm. said, are you okay? I said, yes. And he said, no, baby blues. And I said, no. And then he said, I, like, are you sure? <laughs> that's when, you see. So had he said, are you okay? And I said, I'm fine things would have continued as per normal, even though he could see that I'm not okay. Mm. But for him to just, like, ask, are you sure? Do you need assistance? That's when I broke down. Mm. Um, But had he left it at that, I probably didn't, like, didn't make any changes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) And sharing your story with us. I think the key thing that comes out for me, out of what you're saying, is that it's important to have community. It's important to have support and people that are around us um, so that we don't carry the load on our own and we don't carry the burden on our own. And as much as 
you don't see having a baby as a burden and you don't see it as work yes. it actually really is yes. and we need to be able to ask for help but if they aren't the people aren't there for us to ask help from to begin with and then it becomes even harder yes. so support and community is so important for us to do life in general (laughs) this podcast is available on Sowetan Live as well as your favorite podcast platform till next week be part of our community and follow us on our social media platforms till we meet again next week love and light evolution is the key to breaking the cycle of the norm Thank you.